The following podcast contains alcohol-enhanced conversations about alcohol, as well as the potential for the discussion about topics of dubious, disturbing, possibly offensive, but usually hilarious interest. The opinions stated herein are solely of the persons making them, and any endorsement of these opinions by any other party is not implied. Foul language is likely, but intolerant viewpoints are not. Listener intoxication is advised. Welcome to episode 47 of the Whiskey Tangent Podcast. I'm Scott. And I'm Ed. And if you recall, just a few months ago, we had our 100th podcast for which we did a reboot of our very first episode, Bullet versus Redemption. Yep. And well, we like doing that so much that we decided to reboot our second episode too, released on the same day almost two and a half years ago, Basil Hayden versus Old Granddad, two historic, iconic, and popular whiskey brands that have a shared patron saint, a shared home distillery, and even classically a shared mash bill. And just like that first reboot, we have two new expressions for each brand, but unlike that first reboot, which Ed and I did all by ourselves, sad. We're doubling our fun this time by inviting two guests to join us. Mayor Siobhan is back in the house, everyone. Hi. As is Sue, the Whiskey Pixie. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> but first, Ed's going to turn off and on all our laptops. Get it? Reboot. Huh. Ah. Wow, that took me a second. <laughs> Before telling us which four whiskeys we've gathered here for us to taste tonight. Right, Scott. Thanks so much. And... I think you just point out that episode two, we definitely had uh, no friends on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it was just us. And, you started and, this to get friends. Yeah, right. yeah that's true. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I guess I vision like we didn't really think about when and if we would bring guests on. No, we didn't. When did we have the first guest? Do you, do you it remember? Was, uh, five? Episode five. Yeah. Right. So today, to reboot, which was the original, we did Old Granddad Bottle and Bond versus uh, the regular Basil Hayden. Yes. Uh, so today, we're going to do original Old Granddad, which I don't know I signed up for that. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure what I did wrong. I mean, it's going to be interesting. I haven't had regular bottom shelf Old Granddad, yeah. 80 proof, since I was at probably some wedding a million years ago. Yeah, it was the um, whiskey that turned me off to all whiskey for at least 15 to 20 years. Wow. Yeah. Um, so to make up for that, we're going to have the Basil Hayden Toast, which is just out and creating quite the buzz and controversy, which I'm sure Scott will let you know about. Mm. And Basil Hayden Dark Rye, one of our all-time favorite, yeah. maybe my favorite American whiskey at 80 proof, me personally. And then just because we can't help ourselves, Old Granddad 114, which might be the bargain priced high proof bourbon on the shelf today yeah it's still around 31 dollars for a 114 proof spirit yeah so if you're someone who likes high proof cocktails you know here is a guilt-free selection you can get <laughs> to make those high proof manhattans or old fashions and not be wasting a 60 or 70 dollar expression right, right? And I'm excited. And I think that the 80 proof makes it very approachable. Sue, for example, who has grown tremendously as a whiskey drinker, I think uh, might appreciate the 80 proof as opposed to some of the 115 and 120 yeah. stuff we've, <laughs> we've poured down her throat, we've waterboarded her with. And then, like a shot of red hot just right. thrown in my mouth. <laughs> and, then, 
And then, <laughs> right. And then we sit here at two in the morning. Like, can you see the road yet? Do you think you can? Where are your keys? Do you know where your keys are? Okay. Then we'll, we'll no, we'll wait another half hour. It's okay. <laughs> it's happened. Let's just yeah. text your husband. Let him know that you're okay. Yeah, exactly. So uh, all of these whiskeys are from the Jim Beam Distillery. Beam Centauri now, it's called. Um, I do have a history of this. Uh, we've never done the full history of Jim Beam. We've done it in bits and pieces, uh, as alluded to on our short that we did of the Jim Beam Bonded. Uh, we talked about not having done it, and I, we weren't going to do it then. This is now when we're going to do it. <laughs> um, it's long, so I'm going to do it in two parts. So I'm going to do the first part now, and then when we do the second two whiskeys, I'll do the second part. Right. The first part is like pre-Roman Empire, right? Like, six, like, <laughs> like 600 BC or something. <laughs> well, like most... It's right before big prohibition and after exactly pre prohibition and post prohibition. So, part one the Jim Bean story starts before Kentucky was even a state. See, (laughs) in fact, it starts before there were any states at all. You see, in the mid 1970s, 1970s. (laughs) What a state of confusion, right before Studio 54. <laughs> After Steve Rubell was arrested. <laughs> right. Cocaine everywhere. The Oakland A's, what a team. No, <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. You see, in the mid 1700s. Okay. A little different. Yeah. German, Scotch, and Irish settlers were already making rye whiskey in Western Pennsylvania, but when the fledgling U.S. government began offering incentives to move west and grow corn, many families packed up and relocated to the Kentucky region of what was then Virginia. Among them was Jacob Beam. Beam number one, who mashed and distilled his excess corn into a new, sweeter kind of whiskey. Jacob sold his first barrel of old Jake Beam sour mash in 1795, <clears throat> not 1975, <laughs> just, just three years after Kentucky became a state, and it quickly became a local favorite, which was no small accomplishment, considering that Kentucky at the time had approximately 2,000 small farm wow. distilleries. Could you imagine? Just everybody was just well, yeah, drunk guess, all the I time. Guess everyone who had leftover corn made their own hooch. Definitely, definitely, it was a way for the corn not to get you know, spoiled, and they would still get money out of it. And they get fucked up. <laughs> and yes. I don't know. I don't know if you were alive in the 1700s, but really, it's a shitty time to live. Lots of hard work. Yeah, starving. You know what's nice? A nice snort of whiskey on a Friday night. Of course, there's always a chance of a I don't know being murdered by many different people. Yes. French or uh, slave, slaves or, or slave. Indians, and you know, or somebody come to steal your whiskey. Right, you're yeah. romanticizing it too much. <laughs> Scurvy, <laughs> <laughs> plagues. Right, I know. Siobhan already took us to the. the I'm here to remind you. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, <clears throat> in 18, we just cancel cultured Kentucky. We like, did. Yes, sorry, Kentucky. In 1820, David Beam, Beam number two, took over the family operations from his father Jacob at a time when bourbon could really only be distributed practically at the local level. However, David sensed a change was coming, and so he enlarged, enlarged, enlarged the distillery, engorged it, I think. Oh. oh. Transitioned from pot stills to column stills and renamed the whiskey from Old Jake to Old Tub to match the name of the distillery itself. Also, now with the arrival of steamboats, distillers could expand out of their local areas, and David took full advantage. But this created a problem with barrel shortages. So distillers began putting their whiskey in used barrels that had often previously contained fish or yep. vinegar. Jesus. Which, as you could imagine, had some unfortunate side effects. Uh, what caused you to do that? Uh, yeah, uh, I guess maybe they didn't realize that the flavors would get in the whiskey. But they soon were found that peop- out. Were these people from Norway? Because if you remember... Well, that's true. They put it in herring barrels. Yeah, they do it on purpose. Uh, luckily... It was quickly discovered that burning the insides of those barrels removed the unpleasant smells and compounds, which is purportedly how the use of charred oak barrels began. 
Wow. I know, isn't it cool? Very interesting. Also, because steamboats were slow moving on their trips to New Orleans, where most of the whiskey was transferred for wider distribution and sale. By who? Mm, probably Ooh. French vampires. Vampires. <laughs> Soon to be Sazerac. Yeah. Go ahead. The spirit had extra time to seep into the wood and extract the caramelized sugars created by the charring process, which today, of course, we know is how all whiskey is made. Indeed, so spectacular was the result of all this that it wasn't long before folks started asking for this new, quote, Bourbon County whiskey, a likely origin story for how bourbon got its name. By 1854, David M. Beam, Beam number three, had taken over distillery operations from his father, David, no middle initial, and after learning of a planned extension to the local railroad line, smartly relocated the distillery to a site in Nelson County mere yards from the newly laid tracks, which quickly transformed Old Tub Whiskey into a national brand. But it wasn't until 40 years later that James Beauregard Beam, simply known as Jim to his friends and family, Beam number four would take over the business side of the family distillery from his father, David M., with his brother Park Beam, Beam number five, becoming master distiller. And throughout the early 1900s, they grew and expanded the Old Tub brand, developing rigorous standards for production and quality. But of course, prohibition brought it all to a screeching halt. <laughs> And adding insult to injury, Beam was not one of the six distillers granted medicinal licenses to continue producing whiskey during that time, because just as Prohibition started, a rampaging mob of temperance-loving hooligans tore down the entire distillery, smashing all of the remaining barrels of whiskey, and Jim Beam was forced to give up his life's work. Like, that's crazy. Isn't it? And that is the end of part one. How did I not hear that when we did the Prohibition Wiskumentary? I know. So there's no bottom barrel Jacob beam something like... And You mean today? Yeah. No. It's amazing. I yeah, I don't think so. What a bunch of bastards over at Jim Beam. Like, I mean... Right, Jacob started it all. Everybody else gets something, right? Right. Old Jake Beam Sour Mash. I'd buy it. Right. I mean, they've made stuff from everybody. Everyone's got a, something named yeah. after them. <laughs> yeah, they do. The guy founded the whole damn thing. He's your great-great-grandfather. <laughs> Selfish. Seriously, I mean, this is none of my business. It's a family thing. It's not my concern, but I'm surprised that you couldn't have found some way to have a Jacob, was it Jake? Old Jake Beam Sour Mash. Come on. Source it, for God's sake, if you don't have the time. Well, maybe they're planning something for like a maybe. thousand year anniversary. I was going to say, yeah. gonna say they've, had, they've had a century or so to put that together. It's a hundred thousand year anniversary. So I mean, now we're going to release the one who started it all. I mean, Jim was quick to name the company after himself and just kicked out all the people. His great granddad, his granddad, his dad just threw them right to the side. Him and his brother was his cousin. Um, Park was uh, Jim's brother. Oh, his brother. Yeah. Jimmy's hey, you brother. know what we should do? Let's just name it after ourselves. Yeah, Park, good idea, but how about just me? <laughs> <laughs> I got a better idea. How about me? How about just me? Because who the hell wants a Park Beam? Right, right. Well, well, you have a shitty name, sir. Yeah. Well, we're going to go Jim Beam, all right? It, it, that does come up in part two. And one day we're going to sell it to someone in, in Japan and just confuse everybody <laughs> oh, and, no. then, and, make, right. and make half of America angry. Right. Spoiler alert. Yes. So I also have one quick one paragraph, and then I promise we'll get to drinking sure. about just about old. Oh, grand- for fuck's sake! <laughs> I can't believe I'm looking forward to drinking regular old granddad. I My, cannot wait. This was part of the plan. It's just like tempting me. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So um, we did the, the history of the old granddad brand on that episode too. Right. So um, you know we weren't terrible back then, but well, we feel like we were better now. So that's sure. why we're doing these reboots. So yeah. just a real quick one paragraph, old granddad. 
Old Grandad was first bottled by Colonel R.B. Hayden in 1882, which he named after his grandfather, Meredith Basil Hayden Sr., and later sold to the Wathen family, who eventually formed a company that would become National Distillers. They would market the brand through Prohibition and into the 1980s, after which they sold their entire spirits business to Jim Bean Distillers in 1987, which is how they got the brand. Today, Old Grandad comes in just three expressions, as Ed alluded to earlier, the 100 Proof Bonded that we did on episode two, and the 80 and the 114 that we have here tonight. All right, so we're going to drink the old granddad. Yeah, finally, Scott. Mash bill is 63. <laughs> oh, goddamn time. Yeah, Jesus. 63% corn, 27% rye, 10% malted barley. Considered a high rye yes. bourbon because of its rye content. It's four years. And the, the mash bill is shared with the Basil Hayden bourbons. It's unique among all Beam Suntory products. Yeah. As all other bourbons in their lineup share a different mash bill, which is 75% corn, 13% rye, and 12% malted barley, which right. is not high rye. Right. So the Basil Hayden and the Old Granddads are unique to this mash bill. Correct. 80 proof. Let's yeah. give it a, a snort. Give it the old whiskey tangent try. All right. The smell is a traditional. Now that I'm looking for rye, I definitely do smell a little bit more rye notes in it than I've ever really thought about. Interesting. You know, it doesn't have a bad nose. I've never smelled Old Granddad before, the regular. This yeah. is my first time. First time. So I, I, I smelled it twice, mm-hmm. and I felt like the first time it was very loud. Yeah. But then like the second time when I did it, it seemed like it was muted. Yeah, it's not so it's not so bad. Yeah. I, it, it's also you might have blown out your nostrils for a second. You might have to ah. you might have to wait for a little bit yeah. again to to get your uh, sense of smell back. Although this is not very high alcohol. Sometimes yeah. you can do that if it's very high alcohol. Yeah. I want to also say that there's a large contingent of people that like old granddad. These are the like the same PBR guys that like sit on the porch and drink Pabst Blue Ribbon. Yeah. They'll swear by a shot or two of the old granddad or just old granddad neat in a glass. And uh, they, I don't need anything else, they say. And you know what? For the price, if you like it, $23, go crazy. Yeah, and bar managers like it too because it's cheap. Mm-hmm. It's consistent, and that you can put it in cocktails. It's their well bourbon. It's a lot of places, and everyone like recognizes it. Uh, yeah, and everyone has it. What did you get off it? And by the way, I mean, I got a lot of corn and just sweet, basic notes. Exactly, very generic. I didn't get any citrus or anything like that. All right, let's taste it. Oh man, it's harsh. It really is. Whew. But not a terrible flavor. I will say that. Yeah, it's, be- it's better than I expected. For eighty proof, it's got really. It's really fiery for eighty proof in your throat. Like <laughs> it's aggressive. It yeah, it's aggressive. It's way to put it. It's, it's aggressive. It's like it's like when we were making you drink the higher stuff. Drink it, drink it. <laughs> so the flavor. I let it sit on the tongue. Yeah, and I got like a creamy, like buttery, thick. You know. Oh, okay. But then I let it go down, and wow, that yeah. was, that was a mistake. Uh, the finish <laughs> is the finish is harsh. Yeah. The finish is terrible. I, I thought it was going to be light. I'm like, all right, but, this is okay, you know. And then it went down the hatch, and <clears throat> just bad things. Yeah. yeah. I agree, though, that it's very vanilla corn on the forward. I see what you're saying there. The finish is terrible. But on the initial tip, I get um, I get a lot of cinnamon, actually. Yeah. And, and I see why you can make a drink with this, because there's so much fire in it that it doesn't go away. Um, if you drank this for 30 years, I guess you'd get used to it, and like, this is your whiskey, so good for you. <laughs> if you really had to, you had no other choice. Oh, I mean, it's I, not so bad. I mean, <laughs> if I mix this with like ginger ale, I can drink this all yeah, night. I, I mean, if to. you have your taste buds removed, it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> this is what you drink when you want to forget everything. <laughs> the war 
yeah. the leg amputation, the screaming in the room, the uh, the smell of the blood in the hospital. Oh my God, I feel like I'm there. This is exactly what you drink. With Jacob Bean. To forget. Uh, and that's why. It's a Civil War version of uh, the whiskey when you're in the Civil War. Right. Like this Seriously. is This is nothing. This is yeah. what wakes you this because you're already Civil dead War inside. Whiskey. Yes. This is what you drink. Wait, wait. Oh, granddad. 80 proof. It's what you drink when you're dead inside. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's so drying also. My, my entire <laughs> mouth is dry. Yeah. I immediately grab water to, like, mm-hmm. drink it after. What's wrong, Grandpa? Uh, the, the bank <laughs> took the farm today, Junior. Well, let me let me get the old granddad out. <laughs> Special you're, occasion. You're probably dead inside by now. Yep. Get some for grandma too. <laughs> grandma. She's dead. been dead inside for <laughs> forty years. <laughs> Copyright and all citations go to John Cougar Mellencamp <laughs> for the uh, Farm Aid reference. Oh. I, I saw him at Farm Aid once. Oh, did you? He put on such an awesome show. No, he yeah, he could do really good yeah, songs. Yeah. Like Paper and Fire is a great song. Yeah. And yeah. um He's got a lot of great songs. Yeah, was it Blood on the Scarecrow? That was yeah. actually that, that Blood on the Plow. That Metallica. Oh, Scarecrow. Rain Rain, Scarecrow. Yeah, I yeah. always wanted Metallica to do a cover of that. Blood on the Scarecrow, Rain on the Plow. He did like a really good version of, um, what is it, The House? Pink Houses? No, oh. not Pink Houses. Oh. I can't remember. But he did not do Jack and Diane because somebody from the audience kept screaming, Hey, Jack and Diane. Oh, and they never played and it. Sh- and he never Siobhan, played it. Until Siobhan broke a chair over him. <laughs> <laughs> no, he did just not. shut him up. I was just standing like, dude, stop S- embarrassing yourself. Suck it on, Chili Dog. Outside of Dairy Queen. <laughs> Oh no, was it Tasty, Tasty Freeze? Freeze? Oh damn it. Yeah. Fucked it up. <laughs> okay. So I sang badly and sang the wrong lyrics. <laughs> that's, okay. that's okay. But it was a great show. And yeah. um oh. I think you know what? I think John Cougar was supposed to be on this month in the podcast. He couldn't make it. Yeah, so. he couldn't make it. So uh, you know, oh, we, it was, we send uh, our, our regrets to him. When the houses come tumbling down. That's oh, the, the walls. Oh yeah. When the walls come the tumbling walls. down. That's the walls. It. Yeah. That's it. Come tumbling down when the walls come tumbling, rumbling, tumbling, rumbling down. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I think it's time for some granddad whiskey. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that rendition made me dead inside. Yeah. <laughs> On the nose, the tasting notes from the whiskey jug, of course. Uh, big notes of raw corn, vanilla, and caramel, which expand and nope. fill the nose, leaving little room for the more subtle notes of citrus, dusty spice, watery fruit, and strawberry necco wafers, which he loves to talk about. Yeah. There's a vague woody underpinning that feels waterlogged. Mm. On, there. Yeah. On the palate. What? Dear mother, <laughs> thank you for the strawberry necco wafers and the old granddad. As you know, the Civil War makes you dead inside. But the strawberry neck wavers remind me of home. And old granddad makes me forget here. The screaming, the smell of blood, and the loss of my right leg. As I hop into battle tomorrow, I think of you, mother. <laughs> and, up my, and my bottle of old granddad, yeah. if I make you through. If I make it. If I don't. Annabelle. <laughs> Annabelle. Can have my horse. Charles. <laughs> On the palate, <laughs> dusty raw corn, vanilla, and watery caramel dominate, but this time with a bit of spice. Some light notes of astringent wood, yeast, and waxy citrus make a minimal impact. The finish is medium and corn-driven with light notes of vanilla, spice, and wet wood. Mm. I will say putting a few drops of water in it made it a it little did. bit better. It, oh, it yeah. really did. You can only It really did take the finish. It. <laughs> right, right. The five drops of water took down the finish to a point where it was, I actually could taste some of the vanilla and corn he was talking about without getting it overwhelmed. 
Siobhan is doing what she normally does when she doesn't like a whiskey. She gives it yeah. to either me or Ed. Like, like <laughs> she doesn't say anything, but inside is like, eh, 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 eh. I see her reaching. Eh, eh, eh. <laughs> she caught my eye and she reached over. I was like, yes, okay, here we go. <laughs> she tried my way. I'm like, no. Mm. I did. I, did. Like, I was like, no, 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 I don't need the extra. <laughs> Oh, great, Ed. You know, it is a little better with water on it. Uh, surprisingly, uh, it does, as, as Sue said, it only can improve it. I get yeah. a little bit more uh, cherry fruit yeah, flavor to get, it. It's crazy. It yeah. begs you to put ice cube or water on it. Yeah. For your own salvation or ginger ale, whatever yeah. you want to do with it. But if you're going to drink it in any straight form, at least put five, six drops of water yeah. on it. I suggest a cube or two. Yeah, ginger ale would be great. Everybody knows if you got to put ice in old granddad, you didn't see any action. Right. Oh. You must have been a cook right. or something. <laughs> or the guard, the with color all, guard. Would yeah. all the veteran cooks please send your hate letters to <laughs> whiskeytangent gmail.com attention Siobhan. Attention HR, attention report yourself. <laughs> oh shit. Okay, so the second one we're gonna do is the very high expression of the same mash bill, the one fourteen old granddad. Right. I'm fascinated to see the comparison of the two completely different proofs. Right. right? Yeah. And um also the age factor doing what's the age on the 114 um there's no age statement it used to say six years oh the yeah bottom. there was a six-year age statement but uh now it's artfully aged like everything else yeah and now it, it's assumed to be about four to five years which is a, right. a big drop down all right so basically they take some old granddad out of the barrel and they, they proof it down to 80 and then the rest they just dump in the bottle and yeah the same, and then, same time and then, yeah and then proof it the 114 all right so God, i literally just burned my left nostril, I may never smell of it again. It's like my left nostril has COVID right now. I <laughs> oh have, my God. I've lost the, t- the sense of smell in it. Oh. It was so fiery. I, I definitely was too close to the glass. Guess mm. who's the amateur tonight? Oh. Today, Siobhan is the teacher. <laughs> and the lesson is the Kama Sutra. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Page seven, begin. Wow, I, what I, strong muscles you have, student. <laughs> 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 you put the stud in student. Oh. <laughs> okay, so let's smell it yeah. again more carefully. Carefully, careful, Ed. Careful, careful, yeah, Ed. Sounds like a classification talking. at school. Like not quite special Ed, but just careful, just Ed. Careful, Ed. <laughs> like they're just clumsy students. Like there's nothing wrong with them. They just don't have good balance. The halls are clear. Let the careful Ed students go to lunch now. It's just you know careful Ed. He could do math. I mean, he's yeah. good at math. I mean, finally, a podcast episode that could get me fired. <laughs> right. He, he's good at math. He just can't stand very well. Right. right. <laughs> just don't give him any glass. You got plastic cups here. Oh I hope you got plastic cups for the love of God. Carefully. Careful, Ed. Careful, Ed. All right. Smell. What are we smelling oh, in the smells? Okay. I mean, I, honestly, I'm not really getting a whole lot. I'm getting similar stuff to what I got from the other mash bill, vanilla, I agree. corn, and a lot of fire, because now it's actually the same mash bill, aged, according to Scott, similarly to the 80 proof, Yeah, and yet it's 114 proof now. I don't see how it could be anything but more fiery than the 80 proof. Definitely. I Definitely. mean, I know I'm not a scientist, <laughs> but... <laughs> I'm not a scientist. Well, you're careful, Ed. Right. Yeah. Uh, I am definitely careful, Ed. I would definitely have been in that class. What happened? Fell down the steps again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a lot of wood, a lot of oak. <laughs> That's what she said. I, I'm not. Wow. Yeah, I was gonna say, listen, whatever you do on the weekend or week is, we're here to taste whiskey. We could change that too. Yes. <laughs> I'll so, have what Scott's having. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so what, Harry with Sally up in here? I, I, we have, we to, have to taste it now. Yeah. I'm afraid to. Mm. Oh. oh, Jesus. <gasps> 
Oh, it's hot. Put it Careful. on. Put it on ice right away, all of you. Yeah, soon need some ice. Um, it's definitely got some dimension to it. There's depth to it, but I think a lot of it comes from the proof. Um, it's got great flavor in a very basic vanilla corn. If you like traditional bourbon notes, then this is for you, Scott. This is peppery. I can yeah. totally taste the rye on this. Right. Whereas I didn't really taste it in the 80 proof. I taste it so much on the 114. I'm going to drop some water into it. Yeah. We definitely need to take this down a little bit, maybe to 100. Ooh, with some water, you get some citrus in there. That's really yeah. nice. Excruciatingly and surprisingly tolerable mm. with the water. <laughs> yeah. I am very shocked. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my, much better. <laughs> Sue, just, um, Sue just did two <laughs> shots of water <laughs> to her drink, but I think it's fine because- um, And ice. <laughs> yeah. She got ice in it and she dumped half the bottle of the dropper that distilled water into it. <laughs> I mean, that was hysterical, but take a sip now. It's going to be really different for you. Better. I'll quote Siobhan, it's tolerable. Okay. Surprisingly tolerable. Yeah. Yes. That sits right in the bottle. Yes. Old Grand at 114. <laughs> it's surprisingly tolerable. <laughs> it's, it's My throat is burning right yeah. now. Yeah. And it's like going down to the chest. Yeah. It's right. Just, yeah. It's, it's not that cozy, warm. Mm-hmm. Blanket, Siobhan, rub that out for know. a little bit. Her chest is a little bit warm. Just no, I'm good. Wow. She's okay. Wow. She's okay. I, I swear it is. You want to Yeah. It? No. Yeah, like, <laughs> all right. Then kiss. Wait. Oh, sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> So, hey, listen, we call that a, what, a Kentucky hug, right? Yeah, Kentucky hug. But uh, this, when the bird. This, this was like a. <laughs> well, you guys are going to have insult. you do it. We were looking, <laughs> we were looking, wait, a Kentucky hug. We're looking for a Savannah scissor. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear what Sue said? What? She's like, it's, it's more like a Kentucky assault. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Mitch McConnell. Oh, just got political up in this bitch. <laughs> but yeah, Sue, it's very fiery, even proofed down because it's extremely spicy. There's a lot of wood. There's a lot of rye spice. I think I'd spice. like it. <laughs> <laughs> Again, with the wood. We're, we're like children. It's like two or three <clears throat> woods. It's a, yeah. coming at you from different directions. What, are we golfing here? What's that? <laughs> oh, wow. You know, I like it with water on it. We've had this before. We've had all these expressions before, but really examining them and tasting it. This, unlike the 80 proof, which I remembered being really terrible and it's not really terrible. It's just basic terrible. This, I really liked before, but now I like less. I think it's because in the last two years, we've drank so many high proof. We really it's have. all relative. Yeah, yeah it's, it's all relative, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I, I still stand by the fact that if you're looking to make an old-fashioned or Manhattan with a high proof, for $31, you can't go wrong for this. I mean, let's let's be honest. I don't know. At, at 114 <laughs> If you're making a drink. I think we have so many better options. We do. Yeah. Fair. We do. I, I'm yeah, just, you know. I, I mean, I'm focusing on this brand, but you're 100% right, yeah. Siobhan. You're yeah. right. It wouldn't be what we would go for, but I'm just Right. Saying. Like if you had to choose between, like if you went to some liquor store in Kentucky. Yeah. It was just be ridiculous me using this as an example, but right. let's say they only had two kinds left. Right. It was either the 80 or the 114. And you had a gun to your head. Right. <laughs> Definitely pay the extra $10 to get the 114. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I think that, I think that's what we're saying exactly. here. This is absolutely better than the 80 proof yeah. by a mile. Yeah. But other ones at this proof level, not as good uh, at this price level. I don't know. There's mm, 30s kind of. Well, I mean, really cheap. If it has to be 114, you know, we have old Overholt and Evan Williams yeah, bottle and bonds that oh, are oh, at 100 proof. Yeah. I mean, if that's not enough for you and that's $21 or $19, depending on where you get that. I'd save a lot of money because I'd get a big empty container. and Like a quart of wonton soup container. Yeah. yeah. And, and do half and half of water. No, three quarters water and this. <laughs> this would last me. 
me. So then I get my money's worth. She would actually, she, she yeah, actually, she would. she would get a glass of water, Scott, and she put the whiskey in the dropper. And then she would drop six, <laughs> six to ten drops of the uh, Gold Grand Dad 114 yeah, into yes. her water. That would be more fun. Why not? Yes. It's a way to go. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay. Um, oh, wow. That was I mean, a big exhale. Like, I mean, it really was, wasn't yeah. it? You know, it's just like we come on here, if I can just complain for a second. Mm. We come on here and we try to do a reboot. We try to do science. I'm thinking, what else could I have drank tonight? I'm stuck here drinking this 114. I mean, this is what we do. Just, I hope you appreciate this, America. The sacrifice that I'm drinking this very dissatisfying <laughs> whiskey right now. And no offense to Jim Beam. I mean, we love your products. Just considering I could have Dom Creek from you, I could have Bookers from you, I could have Bakers from you. But man, it's just like so. Think back to the Bonded. And if you can oh, remember. Oh, Jim Beam Bonded. I loved it. Yeah. No, no, not just the Jim Beam Bonded. But I did like Jim Beam. I did love the Bonded. I mean, the old granddad Bonded that yeah. we did on the episode two. Oh, yeah, yeah. Think back to that. Is this better than that? No, no. I think that's special. You think the bonded is better? I think it's the right proof for that. I think the 100 is a, a better. Because okay. yeah, I'm trying to get this down to 100. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to get the 80 up to 100, I, I feel you. like. Yeah. So I think the old granddad bottle and bond is the niche for that brand. Oh, maybe if it mix them together, which I always <gasps> oh, like to do. Shit. Where's the bottle? Where's the old? Here. Here. Do you want to try it? Yeah, I'll try it. Sure, I'll take a splash. Oh, it's a knob. I know, sorry. <laughs> His splashes are like, I know. <laughs> All right, that's good. All right, so what we did is we just took some of the regular 80 and dumped it in with the 114 to see if we can recreate the bottle of the bottle. This is what I need. <laughs> this is, now we're off the rails in case you didn't realize it. The whiskey yeah, people are listening. It's like, what are they doing on there? They're out of their fucking minds. Um, I mean... <laughs> It's really drying again, right. the, the 80 proof. The 80 came in on top and just like, I had to mix it up a little bit. It has <sighs> definitely added more flavor. Yeah. But I could definitely deal without the throat burning. <laughs> the flavor is great. Yeah. But. I'll throat burn you. Yeah. Oh. Jesus. Friction burn, if you know what I mean. <laughs> no, Ed, tell us. <laughs> <laughs> you have to go to HR on Monday. Yeah, yeah. HR meeting on Monday. Every yeah. Monday, by the way. Every Monday for the year, I have an HR uh, action meeting. Yeah. I'm on 16 different proven plans at the Whiskey Tangent. Corporate <laughs> offices. What happens is I go to corporate office. I ride the elevator up to the 20th floor. That's where Siobhan's office is. Mm. I fill out another form saying I won't do it again. Then I go to the racquetball court. Racquetball. Scott beats me two out of three. And then, uh, <laughs> and then finger painting with Sue in the art room. <laughs> And then uh, I am a work of art. Right. Then I'm with Ooh, exactly. Yes. Well, mm. we, they, well, it was me finger painting on you. People don't realize that. Oh, right. Wow. Right. It's like body paint. Right. I made, I made her Captain America last week. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then, then then we're with R&D research development, you know, working on products down in the uh, in the lab, cooking up different things, trying to make our own bourbon, which we haven't been satisfied with. Then back to planning. <laughs> and then we go to the storyboards <clears throat> for the episode, right? We go through, get the cue cards ready. Yeah. After that, we do the round of radio and the international radio talks. And then we're back here on Saturday to record. That's what we do. That's a regular week. Also, Wait, Friday, I, I, I have missed, to. Can you start again? Well, Friday, I have to. <laughs> Friday, I have to summarize for my action plan on Monday what I've done to correct my behavior for the week. That was a complete fiction. So, Sue. <laughs> I phased out. Wait a minute. <laughs> How did you like the com combination? <laughs> That's just our local Philly office. I didn't even talk about when we fly to Chicago. Oh, Jesus Christ. Which, is, by the way, is the oh, third state on our listeners now. Right. So, thank you, Chicago thank and you, Illinois. Shai. I actually enjoy my combination because I took a very watered down mm. and mixed it in. Okay. And actually, this is very nice. Wow. Well, I think that just proves the point that you were making before. You would just take three quarters of water and one quarter of the 114. I think that's what you did. The, the more water yeah. you add, the better the it better gets. The better it gets. Well, Booker um, and I will tell you that. It, mine's good right now. 
It actually tastes pretty good. Really? Yeah. Okay. Somehow it makes it more complex. Yeah. So like, we didn't even do the tasting notes. So this is from Whiskey Jug. He really likes this. So on the nose, oh man, this is nice, he says. Rich and full, the aroma is layered with notes of dark fruit, caramel, heavy, dark sweets, vanilla, bold spice, hay, oak, and a syrupy sweet undertone. On the palate, nice and rich with oak, caramel, heavy, dark sweets, and dark fruit mixed with notes of leather, hay, pepper, and baking spices. A light bit of vanilla comes and goes like a flash in the distance. On the finish, long and oaky with bits of hay, chunks of caramel, and a light drizzling of syrupy sweetness. I mean... It's, it's with, yeah. with some water in it, I it's, taste a lot of what he's saying. Yeah. I really do. It, it's in that ballpark. Once again, neat. This was not a good experience for us, the 114. No. But after we tried to recreate the ball and bond at 100 proof <laughs> with water and the 80 proof poured in, it actually got to be a really interesting place. So, yeah. I think each of us were able to, in our own way, make it how we like it. So, mm-hmm. I think that's why Jim Beam's a symbol of America, because right. with American ingenuity and know-how and persistence, you can get this to a drinkable point where we all can enjoy it. Yeah. A mother, father, the kids, everybody gathered around the fire <laughs> will find their own proof point to enjoy this whiskey. Pets. Fish. Right. right. Just drunk, don't put in the aquarium. Dogs, drunk, thro- <laughs> dogs throws up on the cat. Americana. All right. So um, we're going to take a break and hopefully we'll come back with uh, Basil Hayden expressions that we like a little bit better. Right. These are 80 proof, but man, I mean, the dark rye, I love it already. I've had had it many times that the toast is kind of new for us and mm. so we'll give it a try and see what's going on all right we'll be right back Okay, so we're back here to taste the Basil Hayden. Yay! Uh, the first we're going to have is a Basil Hayden toast, 80 proof, like all of the Basil Haydens. I thought we were having a toast. Match bill. <laughs> I raised my glass. Did anybody make toast? <laughs> no. There's nothing like toast with butter. Yeah. Oh my God, isn't it good? Yeah, oh, so so Especially rye toast for me anyway. Put a little cinnamon on it. It's very nice. The match bill is a 63% corn, 27% brown rice, mm. and 10% malted barley. Right. The toast name comes from the fact that the already aged whiskey is finished in a new toasted barrel. Yeah, it's double oaked. I have a few more fun facts after we taste it and all. All right. Uh, And Scott, so uh, what else we have going on? All right. So I'm going to do part two of the Jim Beam history. But before we do that, we have a tradition here on the Whiskey Tangent podcast that if you have been on the numbered episode five times, you get a jacket. And today... (laughs) We have a jacket for Little Miss Sue, the Yay! Whiskey Pixie. Yay! I got to take off my headphones. Okay. Yeah. Try, try it on. Take your shirt off. They purposely got me an extra small so I'd have to declose. The rule is you have to just wear the jacket the first time. Yeah. It's, yeah well, the, the sleeves are a little long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. The sleeves are long. Are they long on everybody? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they are. Yep. Yeah. Well, I like it long. That's, That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> if you missed that, she said she liked it long. So it says on the left lapel, Sue, five-time host, Whiskey Tangent. <laughs> on the right side, it says Whiskey Pixie. Pixie. Oh, that's so perfect. Yay. And it's really cool that Siobhan is here because Sue was here when Siobhan got hers. Yeah, you were here last year when I got mine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love and now it. you won't be cold. Because it's freezing in here because <laughs> Ed, Ed got a little bit of sunburn and uh, he's very hot. sweating and I'm freezing. <laughs> 
who thinks you're going to get sunburned in October? I know, I know. Well, it's hot today. The sun is still the sun, man. That's so deep the way you just put that like that. Yeah, man. Like the sun. <laughs> One thing, man, no matter what day you're having, bro, the sun's always going to be sun's the sun. The sun, bro. It's always fucking there, man. Yeah. Never fucking goes away. Yeah, bro. It's, it's fucking just, pain in the ass. It's there. It's October, November, December, Let January. Let me tell you a story February, about March. my best friend. <laughs> Okay, so um, Sue. Yes, let me put my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Well, this has been so wonderful being on your podcast. It's oh. like a magic carpet ride. <laughs> it is. It's a whole new world. Another fantastical <laughs> sights to see. Right. No one can tell us no <laughs> or where to go. <laughs> where to go? They were only, only dreaming. dreaming. A whole new world. <laughs> it really A new exciting <laughs> point of view. Lawsuit. <laughs> no one to yeah. tell us no. Cease and desist oh, order. Immediately shut down. Yes. Cease and desist order. We're going to talk over this ad. Talk over it. Talk over it. <laughs> the Whiskey Tangent Podcast. And they got shut down. Has no rights to that particular <laughs> song or the musical related to it. <laughs> All right. Um, but this is, yes. Thank you very much. Well, it's, congratulations. And you had actually hit the five episode mark when you filled in for the ladies, but the jacket wasn't done then. <laughs> because so. you weren't supposed to be there. It was en route. Right, like we literally texted you three hours before it happened because Dre couldn't make it, and and, and, and sadly, didn't have it. you can text me three hours and be like on a Saturday night, and I'm like, yeah, sure, yeah. She's like, yes, God, please. <laughs> no, it's um, it was we're like, well, we can't bring her on. We don't have the jacket. The cop's like, we can do whatever we want. It's our role. Yeah, it's our podcast. She'll get her jacket when we get her jacket. What yeah. are we supposed to do? Is it's it's coming from China, right? And Sue can't count. <laughs> right, right. We're oh, betting, Jesus! Right, we're betting on the fact that she's not sure where she's at. She's, she's we did. Confused. That was part of the conversation. It's so great to have you on your fourth episode. <laughs> right, we just started lying to her. Right. I thought it was fun. no, no, that one didn't count because it was a, the summer equinox. Right. And it's a, right. If it was the winter equinox, it would have counted. It's it's forever your fourth episode. Is that what you're saying? Right. Right. I thought last was for no, 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 no. no you just can't I, count. I think we would know. I think we would know. Oh, man. <laughs> We're really strict on these things. We make sure we count accordingly. Right. But if you remember, the way you messed it up was you took like half a day off one time. Remember? Half? Yeah, you did half the episode. You came in halfway. Uh, right. So we decided that wasn't technically a full five. This is how we justified to ourselves. Math is hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Math, <laughs> math is hard. Especially for careful ed. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, careful Ed actually knows math. Yeah, they're smart. They're just clumsy. Right. Right. Yeah, so we're gonna taste the toast. As soon as I finish the riveting <laughs> history, when we left off in part one, if you recall, because it seems like it was four hours ago, <laughs> the old tub distillery had been razed to the ground by crazed prohibitionists, and Jim Beam was left without his whiskey legacy. Some people, Scott, would say it's karma for like turning your back on the your older generations who mm. started the thing and oh, naming it after yourself. Uh, not true. that I, I'm, a, you know, coming at Jim again. He's, Aren't you? It's, his, it's his business, I but you are. But it could be karma. I mean, a little so, bitter, just a little bit, little, little bit, a little bit. So to support his family, he tried his hand at a few different occupations, including coal mining and even citrus farming. Oh my God! But fortunately for bourbon history, he wasn't good at any of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, and this is from Jim Beam's own website. So they're not casting shade. Well, they are casting shade, but I'm not casting shade. So when Prohibition finally ended in 1933, Jim Beam, now at the age of 70, set about to rebuild his distillery in Claremont, Kentucky, with the help of friends and family in just 120 days. And as the story goes, Jim still would not celebrate with a drink because he wanted the first whiskey that he'd had in over 13 years to be his very own 
bourbon. And so it was in 1935 that Jim's first batch of post-prohibition bourbon was ready. But because he no longer owned the rights to the old tub name, these new bottles were branded Colonel James B. Bourbon. There you go, Ed. That's why he named it that. Okay. Screw Jacob. <laughs> Interesting side note here. During the rebuilding, it said that Jim Bean had the idea to go out on his back porch one night and catch a strain of wild yeast. But how exactly does one do that? Well, as it turns out, wild yeast is just floating in the air all around us. So all you need is to put a starter mash of grains in a jar, seal it with cheesecloth, and the yeast will come to you. Amazingly, the distillery says they're still using that same yeast strain today, meaning that today's Jim Beam bourbon tastes pretty much the same as the stuff produced just after Prohibition. In fact, because it's such an important part of the process, Beam distillers regularly take home small portions of the starter mash in case something catastrophic happens. A practice still employed to this day. Wow. But anyway, in 1946... Bill, throw that moldy shit off our back porch. <laughs> Honey, it's for work. I have to take it back. It's got yeast on it. Is it? It smells like something died out there. Take that shit into the trash. Babe, I'm not going to go with this again. This is part of the legacy of our company. Babe. This is where I work. Why do they sound like they're from the 50s? <laughs> babe. Oh. Why? Because they don't say babe now? I'm sorry. Everyone says babe now. <laughs> Wow, he's so angry. What is going on? Because there? there's nothing 1950 about what I just did, okay? Especially because none of you are alive in the 50s, so you're all just speculating. So go watch Happy Days and be, well, stay out of my conversation. Were, were you were you alive in the 50s? No, but I'm... <laughs> no, so okay. maybe maybe I'm talking like the 50s. Maybe. I oh, know. shit. That's a right. good point. Yeah. But anyway, 1946, just as World War II was coming to a close, Jim's son, Jeremiah Beam, Beam number six, took over the business and Park's sons, Earl and Carl Beam, Beams number seven and eight started sharing master distilling duties. Together, they began shipping cases of bourbon to American servicemen still stationed overseas, introducing Jim Beam to the world. In 1954, Jeremiah opened a second distillery just 10 miles down the road in Boston, Kentucky. And in 1960, Carl's son, Baker Beam, Beam number nine, became master distiller of the Claremont Distillery. And his nephew, Fred Booker No II, Jim Beam's grandson, and Beam number 10, took over the Boston distillery, ushering in a new era of innovation. Booker, as he was called, introduced Jim Bean Black in 1978 and his namesake small batch bourbon Booker's in 1987. In 1992, he would release the small batch bourbon collection, adding Baker's, Basil Hayden, and Knob Creek, which would help revitalize a bourbon industry whose popularity had been waning since the 1970s. He's a hero of mine, no doubt. I think he's an amazing individual. His small bats changed the game. Absolutely. Later that year, Fred Booker No. the third, Beam Number 11, would take over and eventually fill the 10 millionth barrel of Jim Beam bourbon in 2005. But Fred would do much more than just fill record numbers of barrels. Over the years since then, he would release, among many other expressions, Red Stag, Devil's Cut, Signature Craft 12-Year, Double Oak, Bonded, and most recently, Legion with the Japanese whiskey producer Suntory, a collaboration prompted by the merging of the two companies in early 2014. And if you want distillery fires, Ed, yeah. well, Jim Beam's got those too. Oh, yeah. In three separate incidents occurring in 2003, 2016, and 2019, lightning struck their warehouses, starting fires that destroyed a total of approximately 1.7 million gallons of bourbon. God damn it. But today, 225 years after Jacob Beam started it all, Fred's son, Fred Booker No. the Fourth, called Freddy and known as Little Book, Beam Number Twelve, now heads up the new Fred B. No Distillery, and together with father and son, having just produced in August of this year, 2021, the 17 millionth barrel of whiskey since Prohibition ended, it seems that the Beam family's distilling tradition will seemingly live on forever. 
Right. And not to mention their legacy at Heaven Hill for all those years. Yeah, I didn't even mention uh, Parker Beam, who worked at Heaven Hill. Charles Everett Beam worked for Michter's, and Charles L. Beam worked for Four Roses. Don't they ever have daughters? <laughs> they do, but they stay home <laughs> and sweep shit. Wow. Now we're back like in the 1950s, 1950s again. <laughs> This is how uh, Booker No got in there. So one of the daughters of one of them was named Beam, but then she married out of the family. And then her kids with a gentleman named Fred No the first, and then they became part of the distillery. Even though their name is No, they're still in the Beam family. Right. Now, did they save those, um, the 10 millionth barrel, the 17, you know, did they save those? Yeah, they did. Probably. Absolutely. They've got to be somewhere. They've got that barrel somewhere. No, absolutely. Uh Sure. Sure. Totally. Yeah. So the first one we're tasting, as we Ed said, um, uh, finally, <laughs> the toast. I mean, I don't know who poured this for me. Like, it's your first day knowing me. Like, this is like you can always just get up and pour yourself some more. <laughs> True. Or one of us women can do it. Oh. Yeah, right. Seriously, <laughs> right. If he's waiting for one of us to do it, he's gonna, gonna be, be waiting for one of us. Yeah. A little more with Siobhan when you get a chance. Top me off, Siobhan. <laughs> I'll never get a chance. Oh my god. <laughs> Get a chance. 31st so, of February. So the interesting thing about the Basil Hayden toast is that they have 27% brown rice as one of the grains. Right. So basically they replaced the rye in the regular mash right. bill with brown rice. This isn't the first time that they've used rice in a mash bill. All right. Jim Meme has done it with some limited edition releases in their signature craft lineup mm. called Brown Rice Harvest Bourbon, which Whiskey Drug gave a score of 89 to. So mm. With the release of Toast, the brand dropped the apostrophe S at the end of Hayden and changed all of their labels yeah, to they, now just Basil Hayden Toast. Correct. Instead of Basil Hayden's Toast. Right. Let's smell it. Oh, it has a nice smell. It's, uh, it does have a fruity. Very pleasant smell. It's very approachable. Not, yes. Yeah, like, yeah. Yep. So far, I'm thinking they may have made the rice decision. Ha! <laughs> 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 oh, my God. Oh my god, they made the rice decision. <laughs> wow. Oh, so what are you getting on the nose? I've never really enjoyed sniffing. It's the whole like, eh, it's powerful, uh-huh, it's aggressive, uh-huh. it's whatever. Oh. But this is, and you're actually getting a lot of it. Just sit back and oh. smells could be a, an aphrodisiac, Sue. Yes. Let, let, it, let it waft around we, you we, and bring you to the moment. We drink with our nose first. We do. <laughs> I'm sniffing in all the art and history. Yeah. That's got just red. Yeah, and this is one of their new expressions. This just came out it's this year. Very nice. Yeah. I'm enjoying this. Yeah, I, I remember seeing it advertised. I was like, oh, that's very interesting. Toasted? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And they're calling it toast without the ED. And is that what it, that's what it is, Scott? That it has been. It has been finished in a second toasted barrel. I mean, I'm getting like uh, dark sugar notes, grapes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's really nice nose. Let's, uh, let's take a taste. So good. Oh, you like it? Yeah. Oh, you know what? You can taste the rice. Yeah. But y- yeah. I, I was tasting just as you said, uh, the brown sugar. Mm-hmm. Oh, Spot on. Yeah. 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 It's interesting. There's like a... It has a weird finish. Is it, yeah. Is it woody or leather? Like what? It's, something. It's something not fruity. Like there's, there's a fruit on the smell and in the beginning. Yeah. But it finishes really weird. I got, it, it does turn a bit. It's not an oak? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean... Definitely oak. I'm sure that's... It's from the second. So you're not getting that? No. Really? No. Did you have? Yeah. Did you put water on it? You're drinking it it's neat. neat. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. You're not getting any wood at all. So shame. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I like the beginning of it. Let me put some water on it. Water doesn't help it a lot. No. Water just leaves finish. <laughs> I'm getting <laughs> you leather. You get more. I'm of getting it. more of a leather after I add yeah, water. Right, yeah. Right. It takes the sweetness away when you put it on water, and you just have that leathery. Yeah. 
kind of oaky yeah. leather finish. Rubber. It it might like, kind of like a, a gimp mask rug. finish. Like I've got a ball gag in and the hood wow. on. Wow. And I'm in the cabinet. Yeah. And then I swallow and it's like, oh, there's whiskey there too. Wow, that's descriptive. <laughs> <laughs> In like a dis- very, very specific, disturbing way. Yes. Um, so I don't know, to your point earlier, Siobhan, I don't know if they made the rice decision. <laughs> mm, for the smell they did, but that's... That's so interesting. We all really like the smell uh, and the taste. I don't know. Sue is still liking the taste. I don't think this is four years old. I'm, yeah. I was just saying at least four is what that means. That's all you have to go on? They don't give you any more than that? They did not. Uh, and, the, and the only reason I'm saying it's at least four is because they call it a Kentucky straight bourbon. And if they call it that, it has to be at least two years old. But if they have no age statement, it has to be at least four years. Right. A Kentucky straight double oaked bourbon. Right. Yeah. Okay. And, and yeah, because I couldn't find the age statement anywhere and they're not saying. Well, they don't have it. It, yeah. it says on the bottle, artfully aged, which is marketing for not nine years anymore. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't like it as much as the one we're going to drink next, the dark rye, or the regular basil Hayden for that matter. Not yeah, even close. I agree. So let's do go through the tasting notes. Okay. These are from Breaking Bourbon. On the nose, a slathering of baking and campfire related scents are immediately gripping light. Stop. Brown. What campfire related scents? <laughs> Or like smoky, so smoky I, I don't get i i don't get smoky i don't this. either i don't so, either i mean s'mores s'mores <laughs> oh that would be smoky nice the bear light brown sugar caramel toffee buttered toast siobhan would definitely have called that out if it was there we, oh we yeah yeah because we were just talking about it yeah a touch of cinnamon and light smoke again no you're right i'm not getting any smoke on this yeah uh, the palate says toffee butterscotch sweetbread and a touch of almond creating a cohesive flavor profile the finish they say cinnamon hazelnut and leather Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, Drive the it. sip home, leaving a savory taste on your tongue as the finish introduces spice and a touch of dryness. Now, that finish is spot on. I just don't happen to like it. Mm. I just savory. drank it neat again, and I'm trying to see for smoke. No. I just don't get it. Yeah. But you are hot, though. Right. <laughs> You're already smoking. <laughs> she just grasped my arm. Now I'm really hot. Wow. <laughs> are you rising? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um... <laughs> Now, <laughs> now, now what? Shabbat is uncomfortable. <laughs> and so. Moving along. <laughs> Moving along too. Listen, she could have sat next to Scott and Sue could have sat next to me. I say, Shabbat bought her ticket. She bought her ticket. <laughs> she knows what she was getting into. They say, let her cry. Airplane. All right, so we'll um, start with what we know we already like, but we've never put it through a taste. Yeah, we've never tasted it and smelled it and and, and examined it. Right. So the Basil Hayden dark rye. And Ed's going to tell you all about it. So it's a blended rye. It's 80 proof. Right. Kentucky straight rye plus Canadian rye from the Alberta distillery. Mm. That's that's one not owned by the vampires. (laughs) (laughs) And there's some California port style wine, which... Is that because they can't call it port because it's not from Portugal or Portugal, Portugal? Well, obviously here. <laughs> so it's a port that they get from America. Right. And even though rye whiskey that isn't labeled as being straight can contain up to 2.5% of added flavoring, colorings, or blending materials, Basil Hayden won't say if the amount of port in this rye exceeds 2.5%. They're so, very secretive. So, Why won't they say? I don't know. What are they hiding? I know. So according to the TTB, <laughs> the Tax and Trade Bureau, it's a whiskey specialty, not a true rye. Right. I don't know why Basil Hayden insists on being 80 proof for everything. I know. I don't know what this would have been like at 90. Um, it smells very sweet. Yeah, let's take a smell of it. It's um, it's very sweet. It's very yeah. wine. It's, I mean, the port. Wine. 
The it port really, is really, yeah. you can smell it. Look yes. at the color. Hold, the, hold it up it's, and look at it. Yeah. It, look at it. Look at it. Look at it. Look at it. Yeah. It's very red. I saw red. Right when there. I opened up the door. I saw red. Stop it, everybody. Stop it right now. Red, red. <laughs> no, that's fine. Actually, that's more important. Yeah. Yes. More important? And more import. More import. <laughs> oh, my God. More import in. I put the port in important, and that wasn't even the word I was trying to say. <laughs> Appropriate was the word I was trying ah. to say, and so that will all be cut. Oh, Scotters. <laughs> oh, Scotters. Um, yeah. It smells good. Berries. It smells you, so different. Are you smelling rye in this? Because, I mean, I mean there's it's a, a rye. rye. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I guess a little bit. Really deeply, you have to really search for it. Yeah, I feel like the port is overpowering. Really is. The, or anything else that's yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I like it. I, I think I like it better even than the um, the toast, which had a very nice nose. I mean, I think it smells delicious. And with rye. So it's basically rye with a port finish, which is not surprising. <laughs> yeah. Because that's exactly what it is. So let's take a taste here, buddy. This should be interesting. Mm. Oh, my God. The port... Mm. It tastes like drinking a spicy port. Wow. Yeah, I feel like I had a port. Somebody made a mistake and poured some whiskey in it. Yeah. You know, I'm like, wow, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, like you took a port and had some bullet rye yeah. poured inside of it. Yeah, because it got a little bit of a floral, spicy yeah. note of the rye. Very different. Yes. Yeah. Indeedly do. Uh, it's not really fiery compared to the 80 proof old granddad that we tried. No, yeah. not at all. Yeah. It's very smooth and it's got this really interesting port finish. I'm just going to put three little drops in there. The dark rye usually gets negative reviews because of the tampering with it. They, it's, The yeah. purists don't like it. Remember, this isn't finished in a port barrel like, let's say, right. Angel Envy. This actually has mm. port wine added to it. The same way that their Caribbean rye, Basil Hayden, has rum added to it. Mm. So some people just don't like it. But they, for ryes, you're allowed to have a little bit more fun with ryes. They are not as strictly labeled, if you will, as the bourbons yeah, are. Yeah, bourbons have more rules. I'm enjoying it. It's just different. Like you said, they got two things, poured it in one glass. <laughs> and so I'm just trying to navigate through that, you yeah. know, in my taste buds. I think it's a very interesting flavor. Yeah. I just have a hard time bad. with the fusion. Yeah, no, it's not, it's not bad. bad. I just had a hard time with the fusion. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had this before, as Ed said. I don't remember it tasting so port forward. Yeah. Uh, I guess maybe like we were talking about before, it's all relative. And with the things that have led up to this, which we didn't entirely care for, water helped those. I don't think water's really helping this, but this is the best thing we've had all night. So I'm yeah. resting my laurels on that. <laughs> I love to drink this out because when I'm out in the world, I really like to drink lower proof stuff because it's just safer. It makes more sense. Yeah. And that's why I like it. And if I'm in a place that has this, it's usually a pretty good whiskey spot. Mm. You know, now Scott's driving. I just, I drink whatever I want. (laughs) (laughs) Or the time that Siobhan had to drive. Yeah. Or if I'm driving. When we were over your place and (laughs) I kept blowing a point eight. I I can't drive. I handed the keys right to her. It's like, you're driving home. We each have our own portable breathalyzer just to be safe. And, uh, (laughs) oh, I can't wait to try it tonight. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. Scott's got a new one we're going to try tonight. Yeah. 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 Sue, there's a breathalyzer in your future. We are going to be here all night <laughs> well, with me. Well, no, yeah, these are all little low expressions, it, it, though. Right. So yeah. I think you're good. I, think, I sniff it and I'm over the limit. <laughs> <laughs> Point yeah. six already. <laughs> it has a special rectal attachment for, oh. for extra accuracy. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I ordered that special. <laughs> uh, right. 
<laughs> and, I, and then Sue's like, wait, that's not even plugged in anything. Shh. <laughs> Shh. It's okay. Shh. Breathe deeply from the cloth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so I have tasting notes. Uh, these are, again, from Breaking Bourbon. Uh, on the nose, fresh oak and dark berries dance in the forefront with fresh baked fruit turnover, rye spice, and a hint of green apple underneath. Palette is sweet like a big bowl of berries and plums. With mm-hmm. a hint of vanilla dominating, and that's from the, from the port. Yeah. Though the rye is drowned out by the port influence, as Siobhan was saying, it is juicy and dangerously easy to sip. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dangerously easy. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh, my God. That was your name. That was your nickname <laughs> in college, wasn't it, Sue? <laughs> it's Wixie Pixie now, but once a time, the jacket would have said dangerously <laughs> easy. Vanilla dominant. <laughs> no, that's Ed. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a vanilla dominant, which means I like to go to museums and then make you look at paintings you don't want to see. <laughs> on the finish if you love classic rye finishes you've come to the wrong place oh. yeah indeed as the port dominates here too the dark berries linger and carry through the entire finish adding to them is a nuttiness combined with white pepper and oak unfortunately the funky nutty taste lingers long after the other flavors and overstays its welcome Funky nutty. Funky nutty. That was my college nickname. <laughs> we, we all have our nickname. Wow. Vanilla dominant, dangerously yeah. easy, and funky, funky nutty. nutty. <laughs> funky nutty because he used to like nut in two different directions at the same time. <laughs> it would just spray. <laughs> Watch out, everyone. <laughs> like a fire hose. Here comes funky nutty. <laughs> <laughs> he could bukkake two people at the same time. Oh, yeah. I guess I could. <laughs> all right. Hey, Scott. Um, yeah. Put a dollop in oh, no. We're going to do this again. Put a dollop of the toast in there. Should taste. Because you like... said there's there's no rye finish. So this helps with the rye finish a little oh, bit. Oh, even though there's no rye in it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it tones down the port and you're getting some spice. And Exactly what you said. And, and it puts the sweet finish on the nasty dry finish of the toast. <laughs> and so like they yes. both help each other in a strange way. And and I know that it's bizarre that we do this, and we only do it because we have multiple glasses stuff out and at the same not? time. Yeah, yeah. We wouldn't do this normally. I don't. Right. Think. You want? I wouldn't go to a bar and be like, "Yeah, let me get a a, <laughs> a basil Hayden dark rye." And could you put a splash of the toast in it? Like bartender's going to throw me out of my ear like an old Bugs Bunny oh my God, cartoon. Like, Otters would slap you. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Otters would be like, "Well, I could do it, but I have to charge for two drinks." Right. right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And you can't blame them. <laughs> if I have to open two bottles, you're going to pay for two prices. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. That's just bar science. Right. <laughs> um, I forgot to read the quick history of the. Um, oh no! Oh damn it! <gasps> All right, everybody's got to pour again. We got to drink again. Right. Start from the beginning. It's just one paragraph, and then we'll end the episode. So yeah, here, here we go. Introduced in 1992 by Booker No as part of the Small Batch Collection, along with Booker's Bakers and Knob Creek, which we talked about, all favorites of ours, which we've covered previously. Basil Hayden is the lightest bodied of the four, as we know. Uh, but it's Not my nickname in college. Lightest body? No. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the brand that's seen the most experimentation. Hello, Sue. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Sue was light body. Yeah, light body. <laughs> light body. Light body out of the four. Yeah, light in many different right. connotations of Dangerously the easy and light body. Right. Oh, wow. You said easy. I don't think that's true, right, wow. Sue? Right? That's not true. Well, <laughs> oh. College was a long time ago. Stay in school, kids. Right. Darn. Wow. Brown chicken, brown cow. <laughs> not only do they have the toast and dark rye versions we have tonight, but they've also released a regular rye, a 10-year rye, a 10-year bourbon, the so-called two-by-two rye, which is an 80-20 blend of rye and bourbon, and the Caribbean, Caribbean rum rye. Yeah, and the Caribbean rum which, rye, which, which we co- covered. Which we co- Stop. <laughs> She's reading my notes. Which we covered on a short way back in season, season one, one and was Siobhan's very, <laughs> very first appearance on the podcast. 
Yeah, I remember I did. Didn't I do like a commercial for it or something? Um, I think maybe you're thinking about the the you were customer the Whisker service? Tangent operator customer yeah. service on of yeah. several. I episodes. think it was the same music or similar. Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. That All right. was yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay. All right. So overall. Uh, what's everyone's thoughts? I'm a little disappointed, really, in all of these, even though I've had all of them before, but putting it through their paces, they just kind of came up short. I like the the dark ride. For me, it's a win. I respect it for what it is. It's a unique creation. I mean, Basil Hayden gives you many different rye options. You know, you can have a rye or the 10-year rye or drink regular Basil Hayden or the toast. How about the others, the granddads? How did you think of those? I mean... I can't justify the old granddad because the old Overholt and the Evan Williams are better and cheaper. So yeah. to me, it has no place in my life. Um, the 114, it's a unique price point creation and you can do something with it. Yeah. As Siobhan stated, you have to work really hard to make it work, which yeah. you don't have to do for other brands. Yeah. But you can make it work. Agreed. Siobhan, you poured all of yours out except for the toast, I <laughs> yes, think. Yes, that is correct. Yeah, so the toast was your favorite? The toast was my favorite okay. because, you know, it wasn't a perfect tasting pour straight from the bottle neat. All I had to do was add some ice to it. Okay. And, you know, to me, that made it so much smoother. Mm. Now, as far as the port... It was just a little too much going on there mm-hmm. for me. I think I had enough of manipulation tonight. <laughs> Drink manipulation. or we really did. You we know, really worked hard tonight. Yeah. I, I was just like, you know, I just can't do it anymore. Yeah. And I, I should say that I still do like the dark rye. Mm. I just think I don't like it as much as I, I had before. And, and, you know, that's all right. Yeah, that's okay. Sue, you get the last word. What did you think of all these? Well, granddad, I just, <laughs> I don't get it. Like, I like who is its audience? Because it's so cheap. People and, who are dead inside. We said that. Yeah, dead. so I'm like, people who go for this on the shelf, mm. is it because purely the price point? To me, that would be the only reason. Like, yes, yeah. and familiarity and nostalgia and their father drank it, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But but that's why people like the old granddad and we absolutely don't. <laughs> oh, I love my old granddad. God bless him. Oh, he was a nice guy. Yeah, I only knew one of them. The other one was dead long before I was born, mm. which is my family's MO, really. Well, right. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> he was young. He died when he was 43. Whew. Jesus, from what? Died wow, at work. young. Wow. They, think of, they think a heart attack. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. yeah. And at 53, I'm 10 years older than him. I mean, I'm breaking the curve. You're forging new paths. Passing more port. Yeah. You're like Daniel Boone, the like, 1750s. Like no man has gone before. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. All right. So I think that's it. Ed, yeah. take us out. So once again, if you're 70 and you like old granddad, <laughs> um, please. I mean, you're, if you have one foot in the grave. Yeah, just keep drinking it. Or if you're dead inside, keep drinking it. <laughs> no reason. If you want to make high-proof cocktails, but you don't have a lot of money to do it, or you just think it's a waste, then, then go for the 114 and make your Manhattans and old-fashioned. It's, it's a good buy. Yeah. Um, the toast is for an acquired taste. Probably the same person who likes in James E. Pepper rye. Even though there's no rye in it, it's got a super like kind of dry finish. And um mm. Like if it was, and this is my problem with Basil Hayden, if it had a higher proof, I could make a drink with it or something. Now I'm kind of stuck drinking yeah, it straight. It's true. It'll get drank because everything gets drank, but it's not really my favorite. Are you uh, really going to drink that old granddad? Oh, we got to think about what to do with yeah, that. Well, I might have to just clean some wounds with that one. Yeah, that might be a wound cleaner. <laughs> uh, the Basil Hayden Dark Rye, one of my favorites. It's a personal preference of mine. I know a lot of people out there are like, ew, it's gross. That's fine. Don't drink it. I get it. It's a unique creation and I celebrate that. More for us. You know, drink whiskey the way you want to drink it. If you like old 
granddad, don't let us tell you different. Yeah, no. If you like the toast, the profiles on it, that means it suits you the way the dark rice suits me. Yeah. And so for the Whiskey Tangent Podcast, drink what you like, like what you drink. I'm Ed. I'm Scott. I'm the Whiskey Pixie. <laughs> I'm Siobhan. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Be well. Bye. Later. Later. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, be sure to check out our next episode, which is way better than this one. Oh, yeah. Also, follow and like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Whiskey Tangent. And follow us on Twitter at Whiskey Tangent. You can follow me personally at That Whiskey Guy. And follow Scott at Giant Cup of Awesome, spelled A-W-S-U-M, just to be annoying. Hey! You can email us any questions, comments, or love at whiskeytangent at gmail.com. And of course, you can find us always at our podcast website, whiskeytangent.podbean.com.